bro, 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 the greatest ground score of all time, bro. Are you interested in any demers or like some cotton swabs, some tea tree oil for like your festy wound, like a prophylactic or like I have some bubbles of battery or like whatever the fuck this is, bro? Seriously, hold on. Bro, I got some of the best ground scores today. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is season one of the Ground Score podcast. We've got a huge episode planned, but before we get into all of the details of what happened this week in music, I got to introduce my lovely co-host, Sandra. Sandra, say hello. What's up, everyone? And for those of you, yeah, welcome to the show. But for those of you who don't know, I'm Zach. Uh, Both Sandra and I are the founders of Illumi. We are a music news service that helps connect you with artists and the news surrounding them so you don't have to search you don't have to you know look to facebook for what's going on we provide everything for you and that's what this podcast is all about really just keeping you up to date with what the fuck happened this week yeah what the fuck happened in music this week so a lot happened this week uh we're going to be touching on spotify buying soundcloud potentially what um, Drake released his Please Forgive Me mini movie. Oh, Fetty sad. Wap's getting sued. No. And the most bizarre piece of all, I think, Hillary Clinton is hosting a contest for people to be able to hang out with Pusha T. Pusha T of all of all people. All right. He's with her. Isn't that hilarious? He's with her. I mean, apparently. So if we want to get the scoop and if you guys are trying to hang out with Pusha T and maybe Hillary Clinton because we've got some Hillary supporters out there for sure such an interesting endorsement I mean okay so I know a lot of artists and obviously the rest of the United States except for the crazies are standing behind Hillary but Pusha T of all people I mean like Dave Matthews did a bunch of concerts for Obama back in those campaign days but like push a t you know it was a surprise to me and the irony of this is that it was all put together by hillary's campaign so what they're trying to do they wanted to you know sweeten up the registration process and give people an incentive to go vote for her so if you register to vote before october 6th you can enter this contest and then what will happen is you will get an opportunity to meet Pusha T backstage at an event. You know, you'll get airline tickets, hotels, the whole nine. You know um, what I'm wondering? What? Who did they go to first to do this before they settled on Pusha T? Like, surely Pusha T was not their one, number one choice. You know, that's, I mean, that's what I think. Like, were they like, yo, Drake? You want to do this Hillary thing? And he's like, nah, man, I'm at Cheesecake Factory. Nah, I'm signed to like this Apple Music exclusive shit. I can't <laughs> yeah. do anything. Right. And then eventually they landed on Pusha T and they're like, all right, sweet. Locked and loaded. We got a hip hop person. Yeah. Let's I, go. I, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to pull for, for a chunk of votes there, most likely. But, uh, you know, Pusha is a noted Clinton supporter. Uh, he recently released a delete your account t-shirt, uh, which is a reference to one of Clinton's tweets aimed at Donald Trump, um, on his clothing line called play cloths. And, uh, you know, he's, he's out there supporting her. So, you know, at least he's come out supporting somebody. I, I can't even name a musician that's come out to support Trump. Any ideas? No, No, everyone's like, please stop playing my music at your campaigns. I hate you. So, right. 
All right. Well, more power to Let's hear it for Pusher T. What's um, up? You know, I, I want to, I wonder if uh, Malice, the other half of the clips, you know, I wonder if he's, he's, uh, you know, on the Hillary, Hillary train too, but who knows? What if he came out with Trump and uh, it was like, oh a, God, <laughs> it'd be good publicity for them, but I think he's too busy playing golf. So Sandra, what music streaming service do you use? I use, I would say I probably use SoundCloud the most. SoundCloud the most? Yeah. And then what's number two? Number two is Spotify. Spotify. So I think this is a big piece of news this week. If you're paying attention to the industry and the streaming world, I know everyone uses a different streaming service and it seems like a new one's popping up like every single day, right? It's yeah. it's insane. True. But the big news headline this week is Spotify, which is the king right now. Everyone's trying to catch up to Spotify. I think they have like 40 million paid subscribers. But they're talking about buying SoundCloud. And that's your your top one. Yeah. Right it's there. A, it's an interesting power move. Um, it's a great strategy on the part of Spotify. Spotify, as a SoundCloud user, I'm not totally crazy about it because it it it's going to do something to the independent artists on there. And this has already started happening on SoundCloud. I think for the past years, it's been a free-for-all there. You know, if you were a DJ or, or an up-and-coming DJ or an artist, producer, whatever, and you made a mix. And I think that that's what I use SoundCloud for more is listening to like mixes and sets because when I'm at work, I could just turn one thing on and play it out and I don't have to like continuously be looking for mm -hmm. different things to play. Um, but what has been happening, you know, ever since SoundCloud started to try to get legit and get into the bed with the, the record labels is they've been pulling music and they've been they've even been pulling artists own tracks. I know that a lot of artists have been kind of starting a tirade against SoundCloud because they'll like, you know, pull down Cascade's like track that Cascade owns yep. the rights to. He got pissed. Yeah, their algorithm was a little bit uh, shady. But with that all said, you know, it. I don't know what it's going to mean for the independent music guys. I don't know what it's going to be for the guys that just want to put together mashups of other people's songs mm -hmm. and play them out at a party or make a really good mix for you to listen to. Um, and that's, that's all they're doing. They're not harming anyone. They're just giving us something for our ears. It's interesting too, because they're valuing SoundCloud at $1 billion, what? which I'm like, what? you know, what are you smoking? Can I go hang out with you and, and, and have you evaluate a Lumi? Like, I mean, great for SoundCloud. I, if you look at their user base, they have a huge user base. Well, they have approximately 175 million users. Exactly. So, so turn some of those, you know, turn a small percentage of those into subscribers. And, you know, you have yourself a winner. And I know SoundCloud has been trying to go towards the freemium and paid model, but I don't know. I just sit through the ads. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. There's I not enough. There's not enough like oomph there to to get me to Right. And that's the thing and I think that's the issue, right? Is like a lot of people aren't going to pay SoundCloud any money cuz it's been free for so long mm -hmm. and now it's like you know, I would rather use Spotify personally. Like I use Spotify. Mm -hmm. Like did the whole Apple Music thing. I've used SoundCloud for years, but like Spotify is the shit. And so that's what I use. 
Um, but we'll see where this goes. We're, we're gonna people. We're gonna see a huge consolidation of all the streaming services, right? There's there's a ton, and what's gonna happen is these big guys are gonna slowly start gobbling up all the little guys, and then there'll be a few key players in a few years. Like mark my words, I guarantee we're gonna see it. All right. Well, let's see if you're right. What else is happening in the world? You know, a lot, Sandra. A lot is happening. Like Drake, you know, he took some time away from the Cheesecake Factory. You know, oh, you snap. got the plug on Drake. Yeah, he, I know. You know it's he's like, he's not with Hillary. He's eating cheesecake. He released his Please Forgive Me, like, mini movie, I guess you could call it, uh, this week. Did you see it? I didn't. Did you? I did. Was I it good? It was not good. Oh, no. It, it, it was really not good. And for you listeners at home, if you haven't seen it, you should at least check it out. It's only about 20 minutes long. But... It features Drake in kind of a mafia-style role where this mob boss wants his chick, is going to pay a million dollars to have sex with his chick. He tells the chick, you should do it. It's easy. It's one night, and you get a million dollars. So she puts on this fur coat and some nice lingerie, and she goes to the boss's mansion. And then Drake and his goons follow him. They bust his face up. They beat him up. And then they take the money, right? And then, basically, it's a story that unfolds. And then the other mob boss guy gets pissed. And I won't tell you the rest of the movie. You should just watch it. But it's not that good. I think he tried to, like, pull some lemonade shit. Mm, interesting. Which I feel like will is going to continue to happen. What, like, I'm, mini movies for, like, albums yeah, and stuff? Yeah, mini movies for albums, absolutely. I'm just waiting for Jay-Z to, to release his side of Lemonade. It's coming. I know it's coming. Um, but going back to Drake, I mean, you know, maybe he's missing his Degrassi days, wanted to do some acting. <laughs> I, you know, I think that could have been it. He was like, you know, I miss Wheelchair Jimmy or whatever his character was called. I don't think they called him that. I think they did. Okay. I, I never watched that show, but I, I feel either. like they called him that. I, I, de I didn't watch the show. I'm familiar with the show, but I won't say that I ever sat through a full episode, but... I'm sure it was great for all of those of you who did watch. So if you were to guess, going off our conversation right now, who may have just signed a two-year movie and TV deal with the Weinstein Company? Who do you think it is? Any guesses? Is it Jay-Z? It's Jay-Z. Oh, no. Did I really just plug that? Yes, Sandra is so smart. Ah, it's the new moon. It's coming. I'm getting premonitions. I, or it's the fact that you checked Illumi and you're caught up with what's going on in the music world. Ah, uh, yeah. It's, actually, it is because I checked Illumi. But the new moon is coming and I'm getting premonitions. Write that down, people. The new moon is coming. Make sure you keep yourself grounded. But no, seriously. So Jay signed an exclusive deal uh, to generate movies and scripted and unscripted TV. So for for you guys, you know, Jay's got his hands in a lot of different pots and he's actually been involved in like Annie and The Great Gatsby. And like most people don't know that. And so I think he's looking to take it up a notch and whether or not we see him put out some lemonade style movie, it's only a matter of time, right? He's got to like, he's got to come back with at least like some sort of comeback, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he had, I mean, we can't just be left wondering what happened. Right. Like but she I'm tells so, her side, what's yeah, her side? Yeah. Well, and his side, it's going to be worth a lot of money too. So 
let's see what happens. And title needs some cash. So let's get that <laughs> exclusive so we get some more subscribers. Oh, fuck that, Yay. Man. You guys, that is the shit that pisses me off the most. Like someone drops a music video, someone drops a song, right? And all the blogs and all the media outlets are like, oh, listen to the new uh, Jay-Z song. Listen to the new T.I. And then you like scroll down a little bit to listen to it. And then it's like, oh, oh, sorry. Unless you have a title subscription, you're not going to be able to hear it. Like, You know who did it right? is Nicholas Yar. He released his new album this week, and I am a huge fangirl. Um, and before the release of this album, he released this crazy radio station on his website, Other People. So Other People is his record label. Um, on his site was this like radio station thing where you typed in a number from mm-hmm. like 1 to 333, I believe. So I could put like 254. Yeah, and then just music would start, start playing. And on one particular station, I feel like he did a few like live sets here and there. He was going live, I think, ne- last week, two weeks ago. I don't know. It was on the Lumi. Um, and then he is releasing his album Sirens tomorrow. But if you go to station 333 on his website, radio station... Mm-hmm. crazy thing you can listen to the whole album and i listened and it's really good so on a scale of one to ten sandra how obsessed with nicholas yar would you say you are i mean i would go ahead and say an 11 um except i wasn't really crazy about that last album pomegranates it was i mean i like downloaded it and I unzipped it and I like got the like mm-hmm. it was a little bit like too artsy but if you guys aren't familiar with Nicholas Yar I'm gonna go ahead and plug him because I love him plug. Um, he's a Chilean American composer and recording artist based out of New York um, he makes a lot of really good music it's a little bit out there for you baby ears but it's amazing nonetheless. It's um, like, uh, how, like dumb it down though. Like, how would you describe it? It's just, very like kind of ambient, very... The composer of the century is what The I, composer. Uh, you guys, he is the modern day Beethoven. Yeah. Okay. I will go with that. I will definitely <laughs> go with that. Um, so yeah. So you guys like go listen to him and shit. So there's, there's someone you guys can discover if you don't know Nicholas Yar. And that's J-A-A. R. Yar. 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 Kind of like you're a pirate. Yes. Just to get your pronunciation correct. Um, really good, really good artist. I, I've seen him live a few times. Uh, Sandra wants to go see him at Beach Goth here in uh, the, or- uh, the Orange County, the OC, uh, yeah. which is when? Later on this month. It's later on this month. He's also going to be at the Fonda Theater in LA. Sold out. Sold out. Yep, it's a wrap. His tickets were just eaten up gobbled up mm, i wanted to gobble them too yeah sorry no i'll get some these things happen no, you, just, no, no. you have to jump on tickets out here in la i feel like everything goes pretty I damn mean, it's fast a big city. it's yeah. the same thing as you know any major city but so speaking of la amoeba music uh you know really big here uh really you know big california staple record store um, you know, th- this week a piece of news dropped that Amoeba Music in Berkeley will soon sell marijuana. What? True story. 
a lot of people are like, can this be the move that saves record stores? Like, will more people like go to record stores now? Like, get out of here. If you think like selling weed inside your record store is going to make people actually like spend more money on physical albums and records, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think so at all. It kind of makes me sad. It makes you sad that they're selling weed? No. Well, yeah, it's just like, it feels like a cheesy shtick, you know? But me, I mean. Yeah, I mean. something to say. So um, Amoeba employee Debbie Goldsberry announced the news on their Facebook with like, you know, a celebration that they plan to open the most epic dispensary ever. And like the fact that you're combining like music and, and weed together, like that's cool. But like most people will probably just go there to buy weed, right? I don't know. I think no. It's so I got sad because of like the shtick and I kind of like want to keep it in its original form. But at the same time, um, I think it's a, the experience. You know, you just of like being so, in a record store. Yeah. Like just like a lot of people like smoke weed before they go to a restaurant because they're like, well, this food is even more bomb than it is when I'm not on weed. <laughs> um, I would say that, you know, you whatever they can get a little. Uh, can they consume the weed in the dispensary? Probably no, not. Exactly. No. OK, so this makes zero sense then. Like right, now they, if they were able, if it was like more so like of like a pot cafe where they can smoke and then go browse records, that makes sense. Nope. A, but so pretty much all you're going to be able to do is like, let's say, you know, one day you're like, damn, I really want to go, you know, buy, you know, the latest Nicholas Yar vinyl. It's going to work because guess what? You're like, hey, I'm going to have some friends over for a Nicholas Yar vinyl lit listening party it's sold out on his website because it is i'm just gonna go ahead and go to amoeba see what i can pick up oh shit i need some weed too so me and my friends can get a little high and put the record on it'll work i mean you know even if people aren't buying music they're just gonna be buying the weed and vice versa i'm just saying it, you yeah. know if it was like a whole experiential thing it would feel a little bit different i don't know they got to make money somehow they they can always well, open up a streaming service. The irony here is that in a few years, that location is going to close to make way for a skyscraper anyway. So that's the part that makes me sad. You know, there will be a time where there won't be any more music stores like it, it'll be like an extinction. Mm, no, seriously, it. it's true. I understand. But just don't talk about it yet. It'll the same thing will happen with the bookstores and everything, and then you know what's gonna happen. Dun, dun, dun. There's gonna be a huge electromagnetic flare, taking out all of the power and all of the literature and music arts. No, we're are gonna all be fucked, gone. you guys. We're all fucked. There's some news that came out this week about like our carbon levels. Did you all see right, that? All right, this is a music <laughs> podcast, and I personally <laughs> might read too many science fiction novels, so I do apologize if I'm getting a little bit wacky over here. Sandra is like a true nerd, you guys. True nerd. Yeah, she I. She even plays World of Warcraft. When She's I got come a level home, ninety mage. When I come home from work, I wear a tinfoil hat and speak to the aliens. That's true. I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. It's crazy. But, you know, you have to appreciate everyone for who they are. You know what I mean? That's we're all about the love here at Illumi. Thanks for the appreciation, y'all. Yeah. So, you know, getting back to catching you all up on what happened 
Burning Man just got done. You know, our art director, Derek, just got back and we were like, you know, how's Burning Man, Derek? And he was like, you know, he had that, 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 that pause, like, Derek, hello, how was Burning Man? And he's like, you just had to be there. You just had to be there. You don't understand. Yeah. You know, and, and Sandra and I have never been to Burning Man before. We've been to countless festivals and never Burning Man, but we need to go. But where I'm going with this is that this this article came out from Wired mm -hmm. about a festival that makes Burning Man look lame. What? Was their headline. Seriously. Whoa. And it's a festival called Wasteland. And it's actually here in California. Um, and it's four days every September in Bakersfield, California. Actually, just east of Bakersfield, California. But it's basically... Mad Max style. So if you think about it, like there's some some Mad Max style influences in Burning Man from of what course. I've seen of the photos yeah. and the videos. But this one is like straight end of civilization, scrappy, just Mad Max, like cars, tents, like, you know, it literally looks like the movie. Um, and it's a really small festival. It's only like 2,500 people. But um, the one cool thing is costumes are absolutely mandatory. There's wow. no loiterers, gawkers allowed. You have to be dressed up and in character. So you can't come in your normal core garb. You can't. You all can't right. and all. Um, you know, attendees come from all over the, the world just to go to this. Uh, and the fact that they kind of enforce the whole costume thing is kind of cool, you know? Yeah, that's really cool. I mean... I probably wouldn't go because spending all that time on a costume that you wear like for one day is just not my idea of a return on investment. But the pictures look awesome. Yeah, that's true. True. I don't know. I, I don't know. The whole sand dust thing. Not for me. Not for you. No. I'll tell you what festival is for me. The, the couch. Nah, that's <laughs> a good festival. Hey. I, I enjoy that festival. But the Dirty Bird Camp Out coming up next week that's true i'm so excited for those of you who are gonna be there so will we yeah hit us up say hello um, at the Illumi. hit us up on Illumi.com. just reach out however you want to well, we will be there we will have the Illumi flag high like really high so you can see it and just come say what up because we're nice people. We're, I mean, we're okay. I'm fairly nice. Zach is Sandra's super like, nice. Don't, yeah, Sandra's not that nice. So you guys what? definitely don't want to talk to her. No, please talk to me. <laughs> Be my friend. So, Mr. 1738 is getting sued. Really? For his trap queen beat. Really? Yes. So, it hit number two on the top 100 chart, but... In a new lawsuit, a Danish songwriter says that he didn't have the rights to the beat at all. So basically another day, another lawsuit in the music business. I was just going to say that. I feel like, oh, here's another lawsuit. Yeah. And this Danish songwriter, like, did he just like wake up in a time machine or something? No, like, was he cryogenically frozen and then just realized? No, like, you know, what happened was like the producer... It's like a whole rights thing. So the producer like said they could use it and agreed. And then 
uh, then they didn't agree, and then the contract was signed, yada, yada, yada. I don't know. And so basically, Fetty's attorney denies the allegations, says they have the contract to prove everything, and it's going to go to court. So, you know, the music industry is a silly, silly business because everyone just sues everybody. Yeah. Is what it really seems like. Like, I would, you know, music industry how many lawsuits are currently happening well there are a lot of rights lawsuits and rightfully so um you know i think in art imitation is one of those things that always happens it just so happens that uh, with music there's actual programs that are able to analyze that copy um where let's say you know you're a painter and you make some like abstract piece of art and then like i make something that's like similarly abstract and use the same colors and the same shapes like it's not as like cut and dry so true here it's a little bit more cut and dry there's a lot of law that surrounds it it's easy to pick out chords and melodies and all of that um makes sense but you know music's for the people it's true and like one of the more um publicized lawsuits that that is going on right now is between Lil Wayne and Birdman, right? Mm -hmm. The whole cash money stuff. Mm -hmm. And this week it came out that a judge told Birdman that he needs to show him his financial records because Lil Wayne is accusing him of doing something with their $100 million advance and blowing it all. Um, The funniest part about this lawsuit, though, is that cash money has been known at not keeping good financial records and birdman's lawyers refer to the record keeping by saying it is what it is that's a great way to put it hilarious right? so what do they just like pay for everything in cash and i have no idea the ious on napkins call it a day you know i'm going to be paying close attention to this lawsuit because i think it's probably the most interesting like lil wayne suing birdman apparently like they had the father-son relationship and everyone thought cash money was going to be like around till the end and you know last of a last of a dynasty i guess and now wayne's like fuck cash money well it it goes back to the same thing we were talking about with the lawsuits kind of where there's money people are always going to want a piece and there's not that much money in music so people want to get their hands on it however they can and lawsuits are a great way to get it quick if you are the winner of them true story so we're going to wrap up with our song of the week which comes to us from none other than ty dollar sign and migos uh before we drop it uh thank you guys so much for tuning in we're gonna have a new episode of ground score every week we're gonna have some special guests coming up in october people are doing cool things in the business a lot of creative types so make sure you stick around subscribe to us on itunes on soundcloud Say what up if you're going to Dirty Bird next week. And until next week, until next Friday. Until next Friday. Stay groovy, everybody. Yeah, stay groovy. I like that. I like that a lot. So without further ado, here we go. Ty Dolla Sign featuring Migos. It's the triple question mark song, a.k.a. where. Peace out, y'all. Bye.
tryna kiss on her lips Said no girl, you not my bitch Light skin with a body All white Maserati Pulled up to the party Took a bitch and I ain't sorry Change a rail with the yellow dot That for sure gon' make the penny drop Cut off khaki with the high top Stay eyes when it's high top Too much by me Can't remember her name Why these bitches look the same Why these niggas sound the same Drinking, yeah. it's lit as fuck. Yeah. Who you with? Oh, what you want? 